This is the Teaching and Learning Podcast from the Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation at Lethbridge College in Southern Alberta, Canada. Located on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy, it is the intent of our college community to honour the land from a place of connection and provide an avenue for us all to come together in a holistic way to share stories and learn from each other. Tune in, hit play, and get inspired as guests share their stories and ideas on the dynamic, ever-changing landscape of education, teaching, and learning. I am Donna McLaughlin, a learning experience designer in the Centre for Teaching, Learning, and Innovation at Lethbridge College, and I am the host of the Teaching and Learning Podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of The Little Pod. Our guests today are Diane Fjordbotten and Marianne Martin, and we'll be discussing Thriving in Action, a program created at Ryerson University to improve resilience, motivation, and optimism in post-secondary students. Welcome, Diane. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you could join me. And welcome, Marianne. Hi, thanks for having me too. Yes, it's great that you could come on the podcast today. So Diane, you've worked at Lethbridge College's Learning Cafe for 14 years now, and you've been the cafe's coordinator for the past five years. Can you explain what the Learning Cafe is? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the Learning Cafe. It's my other favorite topic to talk about besides thriving in action. (laughs) The Learning Cafe is Lethbridge College's Student Success Center, and our goal is to help students learn skills, strategies, and behavior to succeed in coursework and in their professional life. We offer a wide variety of services, including individual appointments to help students with course content and study skills, peer tutoring, student success workshops, and lots more. Thank you. And Marianne, you've worked at the Learning Cafe for 12 years as an academic strategist. Can you explain what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, I work with students who want help to develop strategies like managing their time, avoiding procrastination, test-taking, note-taking, general study skills, things along those lines. I also support students with math content-related strategies. Um, I generally meet students one-on-one in person now. Thankfully that we're back on campus and online. Uh, And I also uh, run some of the student success workshops and I do some of the classroom presentations on various study skills topics that the instructor may request of us. Thank you. And before we jump into the discussion, the Learning Cafe has information on the website. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, the Learning Cafe webpage has lots of great information about the services that we offer. And we also have an online um, e-learning cafe, which you can connect to from the Learning Cafe. But it's a 24-7, 365 static information service or site, I guess, that has lots and lots of information about everything from study skills to writing strategies to, um, you know, how to be a successful online learner and lots more. Those are excellent resources that students really need to know about. So we'll post a link to that in the show notes. And for students looking for the physical location for the Learning Cafe, uh, can you describe where they can find it? Yes, we are in the back of the Nitsitapik Simstan Learning Commons, also known as the Buchanan Library. And uh, yeah, you turn left at the water fountain and just follow the hallway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep walking. You'll get there. <laughs> Great. Thank you. You two both do such amazing work and the Learning Cafe has so many fantastic uh, resources available for students. But today we're going to talk specifically about a program that I know you're both really passionate about, and it's called Thriving in Action. Can you explain what Thriving in Action is? Thriving in Action is a program that was developed at Ryerson University by Dr. Diana Brescher and Dr. Dina Kara Schaffer. And the purpose of the program is to help students build academic and resilient skills to cope with all of the challenges that being a student brings. Um, One of the things that we really appreciate as people who are um, using this program at a different setting is just how generous they've been with sharing materials with us and with all of the other places that are providing similar programs. That's wonderful that you've been able to access that resource and and that they have made that so available. Um, Marianne, can you talk about the content in Thriving in Action? Sure. Yeah, the the material that's out there is just, it's amazing. So um, yeah, if you get a chance to check it out, check it out. It's great. Basically, the content revolves around five core resilience skills. The first one that we talk about is grit, and that's basically sticking to our goals. Um, Optimism is the next one, and that's more an explanatory style of explaining why good and bad things happen in a more positive way. Gratitude is the next one, and that's just basically being aware of the good things that are happening around you all the time. Um, Mindfulness is also one of them, and that's talking about being present and grounded in the moment. And the last one that we talk about uh, is self-compassion, and that's being our own best friend. There are also academic strategies that are part of the content, reflections, and a homework component just to allow the students to practice some of these skills on their own. That sounds really amazing. And what are the objectives of the program? The key objectives that we've identified are explain why and how wellness activities like exercise and meditation directly impact academic success, to use the five-factor model, that model that Marianne was talking about, grit, optimism, gratitude, mindfulness, and self-compassion, use that five-factor model of resilience to bounce back from challenges and to practice the new strategies that the students learn from participating in Thriving in Action. This sounds quite amazing. And um, can you explain how resilience and optimism is defined in Thriving in Action? Um, Basically, resilience is the capacity to bounce back after things go wrong. Um, Optimism, again, we look at it from a point of view of um, an explanatory style, looking at the good things that happen and the bad things that happen and explaining them in the context of uh, how we played a part or how external things played a part in those things happening and explain them to ourselves in a more positive way. I love the change in explanatory style because a lot of people view optimism as, you know, rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and all this kind of stuff. But this um, view of optimism where people are allowed to, I guess, explain things in a more realistic way, like, Thing, bad things happen and you don't have to say, but I'm fine. You can say these bad things happened and it was out of my control. And so that sort of lets you, I guess, 
not accept full responsibility for things that that you aren't fully responsible for. And uh, the other piece, the when things go well, when you identify how you participated in making them go well, like what you contributed, that's so empowering. And it just changing your mindset that little bit, changing your your point of view about um, you know why why everything's still okay. That's so important. And why are these skills uh, important for college students? I think that a lot of times students are just overwhelmed with all of the things that they have to do, right? Um, Many students not only are being students, they're also employees because they have at least part-time jobs. And some students are basically working full-time in addition to being students. Um, Many of our students are also parents or some of our students have um, parents that they're caring for as well because the age range is so broad. And the ability to be able to bounce back when things go sideways, to find skills that maybe you had forgotten you had, or perhaps you haven't used in this context, right? That, that idea of transferable skills is so important because all of us have had challenges at times and all of us have found ways to deal with them. And it's amazing how the skills that you learned to, or the skills that you use when you are being an athlete can be also helpful when you're being a student or the skills that you use when you are, you know, learning some new technical skill, like even some, something like knitting, those are the same kinds of skills that you can use when you're being a student for college students in general, being resilient and maintaining that optimism is going to help them just stay on an even keel as they work their way through the semester. Do you have anything to add, Marianne, since I jumped in and didn't <laughs> <let> you talk? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I've, those are all huge skills, especially during this, this COVID time too. I think it's, it's a really great program just to, to help introduce some of these, um, these thriving skills and these wellness skills into uh, your life as a student to help you keep motivated and keep going um, when the times do get tough and, and they, they do, and they are. So um, it's just, it's a huge resource for students, I think. Yeah, this sounds like an excellent resource because students have, have a lot of pressures Mm -hmm. beyond just normal life. And so how did you hear about thriving in action? Oh, this, this story goes back to 2019. I um, got a chance to go to Toronto for a training session and the trip itself was horrific. The, I've never had such horrible traveling circumstances, but the training was phenomenal. And I came back and I was just completely energized. So for a year, I was the only person in um, at Lethbridge College in the learning cafe who'd been trained. So I was just this lonely little cheerleader going, we have to do this. We have to get this done because it's so amazing. We have this wonderful resource and how are we going to get it set up and how are we going to implement it? And um, people got tired of listening to me, I think. And, and we were, <laughs> we were able to, <laughs> to get uh, Marianne trained. <laughs> yeah, I said, all right, all right. <laughs> just anything to keep her quiet. <laughs> no, it was, it was amazing that the stuff she came back with and she sent us links to the resources. And I remember looking at them thinking, this is amazing. Uh, this is such great information there. And, and that I was thinking, you know, the students could really benefit from this and I could really benefit from this. Anybody can benefit from 
from using some of these skills, uh, these thriving skills that are there. So um, a year later, I uh, was able to take the training, yay. And um, then last winter, we were able to get things up and going and we did our first uh, session. Uh, we ran two, two sessions last winter and it was great. It was, it's been awesome. Okay, and why did you decide to implement Thriving in Action at the college? We could see that because students sometimes struggle with finding um, confidence and um, self-compassion and they, they judge themselves harshly and they, you know, forget to be grateful for the good things that are happening. Um, you know, they, a lot of times students just go from mark to mark, right? Oh, I got the grade back on this. Uh, does it meet my standards? Yes. Okay. Check. I can move on. Right. And so we were really hoping to find a way to help them to experience things more fully, right. Experience their, their life as a student more fully and in a more positive way, because they had opportunities now to maybe change how they look at things that didn't turn out the way they wanted, or maybe they could revisit the strategies that they tried. So, you know, I did this thing, it didn't work out that well, but that's okay because I'm going to try this thing now and I'll, I'm going to do it thoughtfully and mindfully, and I'm going to pay attention to uh, which, which pieces work, which pieces don't work. And I'll be able to, to build something that's going to work for me personally. So it just, it felt like a wonderful toolbox to offer them. I think, yeah, I, I agree with everything Diane said that, I mean, we just decided to run it because it's such a good program and there's just a wealth of resources. There's some great videos and some, some activities and just some things that will do nothing but provide some resources for students. And um, we wanted to, to run it as close to the real program as we could. Um, just because again, it's, it's so well laid out and it's just a great uh, program. So yeah, it, we just decided that it would be valuable to, to the students. And we tried to figure out how to, how to run it here at Lethbridge College. It sounds like it takes uh, quite a holistic perspective. So, you know, as Diane, as you mentioned, it's not just kind of checking a box. I've done this course, I've done this assignment, but it's taking a more holistic viewpoint of education. Yeah, absolutely. Because it invites students to consider their, their personal wellness as part of the whole picture. It invites students to consider community as part of the picture. Like, how are you connecting with your classmates? How are you connecting with this group of mixed students who are, you know, from all across the college? And it just, I mean, school is such an important developmental experience for all learners, but the, the classes themselves are only a part of the experience. It invites the students to connect with their classmates and students who are participating in Thriving in Action, and even Marianne and I as facilitators in, uh, I guess, a more comfortable way and a more confident way. So it's just a whole... <laughs> to go back to the toolbox metaphor, it's just a whole collection of really, really useful tools. For life, for life in general, right? So, yeah. you know, just beyond, um, beyond what they do here, just 
skills that they can use later in life to balance life and, and keep themselves well and um, motivated and engaged in whatever they're doing. And you two were the perfect people, I think, to bring this program to the college because you both do have a lot of experience in the Learning Cafe and with the many different programs. And so, you know, I can see how you would be able to identify this as something really new. So can you talk about how this, how you see this program as being innovative? Oh, um, well, it's a really nice thing for you to say that we're the perfect people because we like to think that we're pretty awesome, but you know, not always does everyone agree. Uh, <laughs> um, this program is really innovative because it tries to catch students before they reach the crisis point and just make them aware of the skills they're bringing, the skills they already have to help them build new skills so that they can cope with the challenges that come to them. And there are so many services and programs available in the college and in the community for people who've already reached the end of their rope, so to speak. So this fills a gap in that chain of supports that's available for students. And did you have to make any changes to the program to suit the college community? We did change it. Um, it's normally an 11 week program uh, and normally about two hours in length, but we changed it to a seven week program and about an hour and a half, 90 minutes each session. We just felt that uh, getting students to commit to the seven weeks was probably a better time frame than, than asking them to commit for basically the whole semester. Uh, it, it is one of the things that we do ask is that students who join in the Thriving in Action sessions do commit to being there um, for the seven weeks. And you know sometimes things come up and they can't make every session, but generally they do uh, come for the whole seven weeks, which is important to the whole content. We, um, focus and link our materials to five key factors of resilience. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see there's all sorts of different topics and things. They basically are focused on those five key factors, but we split up our seven week session to include an introductory week um, and then a closing week. And then with the five weeks in between, we focus on each one of the factors of resilience. We try to ground each week's concepts and ideas to um, hand-on uh, strategies that students can just use right away. The original program is great. It has so many different resources. Again, <laughs> please check out the, the website, it's awesome. Um, but we felt like some of it was a little bit more thought and reflective based, um, and that maybe just pulling out the ones that were easily done immediately would be helpful to our students right here and now. Anything you wanna to add to that, Diane? Just that piece where we tried to make everything really concrete. It's not that our students aren't reflective and that we do encourage them to reflect as part of the, the sessions, but the, the concrete nature of the strategies just felt more applicable to our particular audience. That's understandable because it's always nice when you can go to something and come away with, with things that you can implement immediately and, and see that success. And, and I think it leads to more engagement. Um, are there other connections that you've made uh, with Thriving in Action to other Lethbridge College departments and other learning opportunities? 
we made the connection early on as we were developing the, um, the content for our seven week sessions. We noticed that uh, a lot of it would work quite well with the career and personal development core competency badge. Um, so we kind of cram up with a rubric uh, so that students, if they were interested in getting that career and personal development core competency badge, they could just do a little extra work for each one of the different levels. Um, there's a little bit of work involved for the involved level and uh, a little bit more for the engaged. And then again, a little bit more uh, involved to get the leading level of the career and personal development core competency badge. We also connected this semester with recreation services for a fitness opportunity. The partnership means that students get an orientation to the Lethbridge College gym. They get a free session with a personal trainer, a customized training plan, and a free Lethbridge College gym membership. And that was funded by Alberta Post-Secondary Student Mental Health Grant. So we were really excited to be able to implement that um, exercise piece of wellness as part of the program. Before we just kind of talked it up, now we had something concrete to offer students to, to get them going on the, their personal fitness. And um, yeah. Wow. That's a fantastic connection to the program and what a mm -hmm. great opportunity for students. That's, that's a huge benefit. Yeah, we were excited. Um, the way that the funding that we got allows us to have up to 15 students each semester participate. And this semester, we didn't have 15 students sign up. So next semester, we can have even more students participate if we want, because we have the funding available for a certain amount in total. It's really exciting to just be able to give students that opportunity. We also um, talk a lot about getting out into nature as a wellness strategy. And even as a study strategy, we talk about taking breaks and getting outside, getting into the fresh air and doing some exercise. So this, this new um, Indigenous Services Cooley Walk that was unveiled a few weeks ago has been a great thing to promote uh, during our, our sessions too. So it's been, it's been awesome to be able to say, and now you can go out and you can do the Indigenous Services Cooley Walk and see all the, the, the plaques that are there and just take in the beauty of the coolies that are around us all the time. Marianne, that's another wonderful connection because that Cooley Walk is really unique and Lethbridge College is really well situated for students to, to be conducive for students to get out in nature and make those connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, just to expand a little bit on the Cooley Walk, um, the Blackfoot name is Iskinip and I wish I could remember exactly what it means, but it, it's more about understanding the native plants that are available in our area and um, just connecting with uh, some of the history and some of the, the culture that's around us. Yes, and there are signs along the walk where that explain some of the plants mm -hmm. and uh, kind of a self-guided yes. walk, I believe. Yeah, you're right, self-guided, yeah. So can you talk about what a typical Thriving in Action session looks like? Basically the flow of a, a session is that we first start every every week with just you know a welcoming and hello and, and how are you doing and acknowledgements. Um, then we do uh, every week we do a what went well segment and this is taken from Martin Seligman's three good things. Uh, we go into that a little bit more in the sessions, but basically we ask students to look for and share just one good thing 
that's happened during the week. Um, it doesn't have to be big, it's just something that's positive that we might otherwise overlook in our day-to-day -day lives with everything that's going on, all the stresses and, and things that are going on in, in life around us. The next thing we do is, is a thriving strategy or a life skill. Uh, then we have time for a writing prompt. And this is just a time for the students just to do some free writing on a topic that we introduce that's related to the, the resilient strategy. And this is something that we, we tell students, you know, it's just for them. They don't need to share this with anyone. It's just something for them to actually get their thoughts out on paper and, and write down what they're thinking. Um, then we do a refreshing physical activity to stimulate our brain in various ways. Uh, Diane does that portion and it's always fun. Um, then we do a learning strategy. Uh, then there's a meditation or a visualization. And then the end of the session, we always ask students what's stuck and what's surprised, giving them just a chance to think about and reflect on what they've learned and how they will use the information. And um, yeah, the, totally, they it's very amazing the things that they come up with because they clearly uh, take time to think things through and, and reflect on things and have some great things to share with us. And you know, we learned so much from, from them just doing the sessions. The end of the, the session is we just go over uh, the homework for the week. Um, and that's always just a chance for them to, to put some of the strategies into action. They don't hand in the homework to us. Uh, if they are interested in the core competency badge option, then there might be a bit more of a requirement in that department. But generally, it's just a chance for them to use some of the strategies that we introduced during the week. And is there is there a bit of social uh you know, you mentioned some social connection, but is there a bit of social learning too? I can imagine, you know, at the beginning when people are sharing one good thing that, you know, it's always, you feel good hearing someone else's good thing too. Is that an aspect of it? Totally. Yeah, I'd say so too. Last semester, for example, we had a student who had recently taken up knitting and she, um, her good thing was often related to her knitting projects and, and we would get to see like the progress or the new project she'd started or anything else. And it was kind of fun because the conversation that came from that was, um, you know, it was the students were connecting around it. Things that, um, you know, next week for, or this week, for example, um, we might be talking about, um, Halloween things that people's kids have done. And so there's a chance for people to connect in so many, um, you know, their, their lives are related and overlapping in a lot of ways. And so I think that it is a good chance for them to connect. That's wonderful. And so how can students sign up? Because, you know, it sounds like you have capacity for some more students and students need to know about this. Hopefully we've got students listening. We've got instructors listening that can let their students know about this. And then where would they go to sign up? Registration information goes out through the student hive. So uh, students get an email notification that, or an announcement notification that, that, that the form registration form is live. Uh, we also send it out through social media. We put up posters, all of those kinds of things. And we generally do that about two weeks into the semester because we don't want to overlap with the very beginning when there's so much information going out for students. And we also want to give them a little bit of time to get settled in their routine and 
to maybe recognize if, you know, oh, things aren't going as well as I'd like them to. Maybe I do need to connect with some additional resources to get some support set up. And can they also come back to the Learning Cafe and and get more details on how they would sign up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can always come to the Learning Cafe and ask questions. What we found is that the Student Hive was a, a great way for people to find out because, frankly, students don't always look at their Lethbridge College email. So when we sent the information through their email, not everyone was seeing it. But the anything that comes through Canvas, students seem to... Um, really like it, it piques their interest in a way that the, that the college email didn't successfully do. Okay. That's great. That's great for, for students, instructors, parents, anyone that's listening to know where to watch for that information. So if there was somebody listening to the podcast that thinks they might like to start this kind of a program, what, how would they go about that? Um, they could visit the website, uh, to it's so it's, it's um, probably posted at the end of the podcast, but it's ryerson.ca slash thrive slash about. I think the contact information is there to be in touch with Dr. Diana Breacher on that um, for more information about the training opportunities that are coming up um, and joining the community of practice and all sorts of other things too. And what has the experience been like for both of you in implementing this program? It just warms my heart every time we we do this. Um, it's so positive. I think that in general, I love being able to empower students with the skills to build their resilience and academic success. That is the kind of work that really fills my cup. And uh, for my own personal life, I guess, I really appreciate the reminders about the skills and practices that I can use t- for my own wellness. Um, I have a very favorite video that uh, I get to watch twice every semester and I get so excited every time. And (laughs) the students, I think they are skeptical when I'm like, you are going to be, you're going to love this video. And, and I think most times they like it just about as much as I do. (laughs) Okay. I'm really curious about this video. Is it a video we'll be able to post in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll make sure that you have that link, but it's, um, it's heartwarming. It is. It's about, um, (laughs) it's about gratitude and just, uh, appreciating the opportunities you have. And, and the photography is absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. We always tear up Diane and I. Yeah. Which, you know, may or may not be hard to do. (laughs) It sounds like so much of this would be valuable for anyone, not just students. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. You know, we've been excited about this and we've been talking to anybody who will listen and even people who aren't all that interested when we, (laughs) when we first grabbed them, (laughs) but uh, we were able to create a sort of a, a taster of thriving in action that we presented for the, um, health and wellness strategy launch, and also for Invigorate, which is the Lethbridge College uh, professional development series, and just share with instructors and, and staff members the information that, that we give students, right? And it obviously, if it's a one-hour program, it doesn't touch on everything, but it just gives a little bit of a, um, 
an idea of the kinds of strategies that we teach students as part of Thriving in Action. And we've gotten quite a bit of positive response from employees at the college to, you know, the strategies that they are either reminded of if it's something they were already doing or introduced to if it's something that they weren't familiar with before. That's great that you've had the opportunity to do that because they can also help to be champions for the program. Absolutely. Yeah. And what are some of the outcomes for students that have gone through the program? Um, I, we've kind of mentioned this before, but they, they learn valuable skills to help them thrive it, as a student and in life in general. And the surveys that we do at the end of completing the program, uh, that's clearly what, what they're coming away with. So we also, there is that uh, community aspect. They get an opportunity to connect and build community with students outside their program. We have a few testimonials. Would you like me to quote a few? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So this is a direct quote. Um, I learned different strategies to manage both my school life and home life more efficiently. There were tons of helpful tips for students, and it really helped me think of things more positively in my life. And another quote, I feel like this course gave me life skills that apply to me as a student, but also for life. And uh, another one, it's great, informal and helpful in everyday life, as well as professional life to pass on to others. Join early. I love that. <laughs> Excellent suggestion. And I know, um, Diane, you talked a little bit about, you know, how rewarding it's been for you um, to run this program. And Marianne, what about for you? What have been some of the outcomes for you? I just love hearing from the students that the strategies have been helpful. And sometimes those come up in our what went well. They'll say, oh, I tried this strategy we talked about last week and it it improved this and I uh, did so much better on my assignment or whatever. It's just, again, just wonderful to hear that these strategies are helpful. Um, and it's also inspired me to do some of these things again too. Um, but it's so good to hear how, how they get inspired by it as well. I have at my disposal, more tools, as Diane says, uh, and strategies to pass on to students when I meet them outside of the TIA sessions, just as uh, a learning cafe strategist. Uh, it's great just to be able to, to pull on some of those things that I've learned through the, the training and through working with Diane and the students. And it's also great to be able to say, here's a resource, go check it out. You know, there's lots of great stuff there and be able to um, tell them how to get there. And again, just thanks always to, to uh, Dr. Diana Breescher and Dina Kara Schaffer for making these resources available free of charge to everyone. It's just, it's huge. I enjoy getting to know the students and seeing them connect with each other. And as I said, I love Diane's favorite video too. We both, <laughs> we both tear up. So um, if you're gonna watch it, just have a little Kleenex handy. That's, that's good advice. I'm very excited to see this video. Um, thriving in action seems like it might require some vulnerability. How do you create a safe space for that vulnerability? Um, we begin in our very first session talking about how students have control over what they share. Uh, we don't record the sessions, so there's no chance that anything they say is going to be shared 
by video with anyone. And we regularly remind students that the activities are for their own benefit and that they don't have to share personal insights and details. We just find that that the students are very respectful of each other. And even some of the things that individuals have said, you know, at times I wonder how the other students are going to hear it or how they're going to process what this person has said. And, and everybody's always been completely respectful. So it's, there's something about, I think, the nature of the work that we're doing and the people who are looking for this particular kind of help that they have just, or maybe help is the wrong word, this particular kind of um, information and, and strategies and tools that they are just, they've been very respectful of each other. Are the sessions face-to-face? Are they online or are they high flexed? What, what is the format for them? <laughs> well, we keep hoping that we're going to be able to do one face-to-face, but thanks to COVID, we've um, been doing them online. We, did, we do have a high flex setup uh, this semester, but students for the most part, well, actually none of the students have come into the this actual space with us. We have one of the other Learning Cafe staff members who's um, interested in learning more so that she can uh, help facilitate this program in future. And she's been joining us in person, but it, the option exists. And we really look forward to the day when we get to talk to the students in the same room. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> it is great that you have that online or the high flex options available because we do have many distance students too. So that's great that they are able to participate too. Agreed. I think that'll always be the case. We'll always have that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have both options. Yeah. The flexibility that students can come in or watch from a distance. Right. So are there other new ways that you have been using Thriving in Action? The big thing is just the, um, the brief sessions that we've shared with our other Lethbridge College employees and stuff, and the way we've been able to incorporate it into our meetings with students and our conversations with students, even when they're not registered, we can do it. We also have infused some of the things into our, our other workshops too, right? So there's been lots of ways that we can talk a little bit about motivation and willpower, which are some of the things that we talk about in the grit session. And we've been able to add those pieces into our other conversations as motivation coaches for students that have been referred or have referred themselves because they have that option. (laughs) So that can be part of that conversation. And certainly, you know, it comes up everywhere. (laughs) It's amazing where it all comes up and uh, all the different things that, that relate to the training and that we can use in different, different places. That's really wonderful that you've been able to extend it beyond just the original program, but bring it into so many other aspects of your roles. Absolutely. So as we uh, come to the end of our discussion, I want to talk to you or ask you about something that you've loved learning lately. We all are educators working in education. So we love learning new things and we tend to be people that are learning all the time. So what is something that you have loved learning lately? I've been uh, learning a bit about, it's called Nixon. Um, it's uh, apparently the Dutch art of doing nothing is kind of where it comes from. 
uh, Nixon, I guess, means doing nothing in, in Dutch. Uh, it's a book by Olga Mekking. And my husband first heard of it. Uh, I think he was looking through the New York Times or something, and there was an article on it. So uh, he got the book, and I've been looking at the book as well, reading the book too. But it, it's really, it's, it's kind of another wellness strategy, but it's one that, that suits me just perfectly. It's basically giving yourself permission just to, uh, to do whatever you want without feeling like you have to have a goal for what you're doing in that time period. So uh, daydreaming, just sitting outside, just enjoying the flowers and it's just a way of turning your brain off, turning everything off, not feeling like you have to accomplish something. It's just um, just being there and enjoying your surroundings. That's really interesting, Marianne. It sounds quite intriguing because we tend to be quite focused on, on being busy. That's right. And society, that's kind of where we're at in society. And also the other part of that is just leaving the tech behind too, uh, which again, is it's not something we do naturally. So uh, I've been finding that thinking about it and thinking, oh, yeah, I could I could get into just doing that and doing more of that <laughs> um, during the summer times, particularly. So that's fantastic. And we will put links to that in the show notes. And what about for you, Diane? I put a book on hold at the public library about the bullet journal method because I thought this is something that I'll be able to share with students because, um, you know, this idea of keeping yourself organized. And I got into it and I realized, um, yes, it can help students, but I really need it myself because I am a person who has 14 different lists on the go and post-it notes and everything else. And then uh, when I'm searching for items, I you know, how do I find the list that I'm looking for? And, it, you know, just little pieces of paper everywhere. So it's just an organizational method where you can plan your uh, present and your future. And it's just helps to manage that, that paper overload. And you can really customize it and make it whatever you need it to be for yourself. Um, <laughs> I have been cautioned to stay away from Pinterest because the people who do bullet journal on Pinterest are like, their pages are gorgeous and highly decorated and everything else. And I'm like, all I need is another method for procrastination. So mine is very um, sort of nuts and bolts and, and very simple. It's not very decorative at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Pinterest for bullet journal, that sounds like a rabbit hole that one could really go a long ways down. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's really neat. That sounds like an excellent strategy. And again, we'll post that in the show notes as well. Wonderful talking to you both today and um, thriving in action. I knew a little bit about it before, but this is really amazing to hear about the program and how beneficial it is for, for students and for everyone. Um, thank you so much for talking about it with me today and being on the podcast. Thanks for listening to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really appreciate that we had the chance to, you know, um, I don't know, develop some more converts because because it is wonderful. It is really a wonderful program. Mm -hmm. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Diane Fjordbotten and Marianne Martin as guests. Jude Bialik was our producer. Ryan Robinson was our AV technician and editor. Thank you also to Daryl Benebeck, Jordana Gagnon, Joel Godry, Kelsey Jansen, and Tyler Wall for their ongoing support and expertise. 
Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded predominantly on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more information and inspiration, check out learninginnovation.ca. If you like what you hear, please rate, review or follow us on your chosen platform. Thanks for listening and take care.